0: You're listening to hashtag nofilter with Zach Peter. That's me, your naturally platinum blonde pop culture connoisseur. I'm the reality TV junkie, self improvement addict, and host with only the hottest tea spilled fresh all week long. Those balls have gotten you into trouble, though. Oh, you, yeah. they picked us because we're horny. Yeah, right. And right. that's your chronic state. That's what he was <laughs> My life has changed so much that it's almost like a completely different life. From the latest news on the real housewives. I'm so happy to be here and engage with you. Deep dives into celebrity legal scandals and unfiltered combos with your favorite stars. I've got you covered. And yes, I always keep receipts. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome on in. Welcome on in. Welcome on in, everybody. Happy Monday. Hopefully you had a wonderful holiday weekend. I know I had a very eventful weekend. As you can see, the Ice King is back in full effect. I hope you guys enjoyed your weekend. I hope you guys are getting ready for the holidays. Maybe you did some holiday shopping. Maybe you still have some holiday shopping to do. And if you do, then you know today is a big day because it is here. It's here. The new No Filter Holiday Wines have launched today and they're available right now for a limited time only at NoFilterWine.com. Go to NoFilterWine.com. We have the I Always Make It Nice Fizzy White Wine. And then on top of that, we also have the new, oh my God, I'm lit, like a Christmas tree rosé. He rosé? Hey, rosé all day. Both of them pack a punch at 13% alcohol by volume, but less than a gram of sugar, as always, because we like to keep it clean. So the Make It Nice, as you can see, we got a nutcracker right on there, like the one that Dorinda got for Bethany or didn't get for Bethany, because Bethany's like, you didn't get me a nutcracker, and Dorinda's like, yes, I did. That's why we have a little note there that says to Bethany from Dorinda. Um, it's also got the fish, from the fish room. Um, and it's just, it's a cute little vibe. This is the white wine in the blue can. I'm—the I'm, the, I always make it nice. And then, of course, the rosé. Hello. The I'm Lit rosé. It has the garbage can. She brought me sprinkle cookies. I threw them in the garbage. And in the garbage can, you can see some New Jersey sprinkle cookies. And you can also see Harry Hamlin's phone. So... This one's kind of like a fusion between Beverly Hills and New Jersey. It's kind of like a combo design. So it's got a little bit of of, of Jersey and a little bit of Bev Hills. And then this one's all New York because New York is the holidays, right? They deserve their own can for the holidays. They always bring it. So both of these are available in our new holiday variety packs, but they are limited edition. So you got to get them quick. You get—each variety pack comes with eight cans, which is equivalent to two bottles of wine. So each pack is two bottles of wine. You get four cans of the Make It Nice, four cans of the Omelette Rosé, but they are limited edition. So once they sell out, they'll be gone for good, okay? We've only made a select quantity, so order yours today, you guys. You're going to want to order it. It's perfect for a holiday party. Um, It's a great gift for, like, your reality TV-obsessed bestie. You guys can do a little watch party, or if you're just like, listen— I'm ready to get lit like Erica's vibe in Mexico. I've had a long day. I decorated. I cooked. I made it nice. I made it nice. And now I'm ready to get lit. Then you can stock up now at NoFilterWine.com. Guys, we only made... A limited quantity. So they are a limited edition. Once they're gone, they're gone for good as the original cans, as the Drag Me Potomac limited edition cans last fall. So thank you for supporting the wine. I'm very excited to kind of see it grow. These are probably my favorite designs. We've never done a pink can before, so I'm like obsessed with the pink can. Just all the little details, all the little nuggets. Hopefully if you order, you can spot all the different little Easter eggs in each of them. But I mean, these pink cans, like look at how cute they are. It's so cute. It's like six ounce glass of wine, one little can, packs a punch, delicious, yummy, fizzy, crisp, drink it chilled, must be 21 or older to order. Head over to nofilterwine.com right now. Okay. I've rambled on enough about the wine, but please, thank you for supporting me. Please continue to support it um, because I enjoy making them and this was so much fun. And I'm just, I'm glad that I get to share these with you guys. So thank you for supporting me. This was literally supposed to be like a limited edition summer launch last year, and then it did well. So then we did the drag me cans, and then that did well. So then we expanded beyond the rosé and also launched the white wine this year. And now we're doing our first holiday collection. So grazie, grazie, muchas gracias. Thank you, guys. Okay, what a weekend, everybody. I don't know what your weekend was like, but my weekend was kind of fun. Um, Like I said, as you can see, the Ice King is back. I feel like I, you know, I'm finally myself again. I'm black, back to my naturally platinum hair, and yes, it feels so good. Um, I went back to blonde over the weekend. Shout out to Alexi from Nine Hundred One Salon. We shot our family Christmas card. Um, got ready for the holiday launch. It was it was quite quite the weekend. Um, yesterday was National Cookie Day, so naturally I went and I made me some. Um, I had to make some trash sprinkle cookies, which I have right here. Mm. Mm. The recipe for trash sprinkle cookies is in the Cook It Spill It Throw It Housewives Cookbook which also a great holiday gift sorry I'm eating um, this is probably like super annoying this is not ASMR this is probably like gross for the people that are listening to this right now but um excuse me anyway I've been eating these cookies cuz I'm I live alone and I made some trash sprinkle cookies but anyway It's in the Cook It, Spill It, Throw It cookbook, which is also great for, like, holiday recipes if you want to have, like, a Housewives-inspired holiday party. It's by Amy Phillips. She's been on the podcast. I've been on her show on on Radio Andy. And it's also by Chef Stuart O'Keefe. And so they did it together. And so Amy dressed up as, like, a bunch of the Housewives. And then Stu, Chef Stuart made all of the different recipes. And I thought that he was really hot, okay? So I decided that, like, I was going to be bold and, like, I was going to make a move, right? So... I pulled out the cookbook and I flipped to the trash sprinkle cookies because I wanted to make the sprinkle cookies for Sunday because it was National Cookie Day. And I thought that it'd be a great promotion for the wine. And so I flipped through the book and then I posted an Instagram story and I was like, Amy Phillips. And I tagged her, but not him. I was like, Amy, who is this hot chef that you've worked with on the cookbook? Is he single? Like he has to be married, right? Like he's a hot guy. He has to have a hot wife. He's too hot to not have a hot wife, right? And then I posted it and then she reposted it and then she tagged him in the repost with like laughing emojis. And I was like, oh my God, how embarrassing. Like now he's going to see this, wink, wink, and now he's going to see me, wink, wink. And then he reposted it. But then everybody was sliding into my DMs because obviously I posted this on my Instagram. So everyone was DMing me and they're like, oh my God, he's dating Jeff Lewis and they've been on again and off again and on again and off again. And they always talk about it on Jeff Lewis Live on Radio Andy and blah, 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 blah. And that's why I was like, well, fuck. But then Amy was DMing me, and she's just like, I think that they might be off again right now. And I was like, oh, are they? Not that I want anybody's, like, relationship to ever fail, because, like, whatever. But if you're, like, on again and off again, I was like, okay, then if you're if you're on pause right now, then, like, maybe I should get a little brave. And so I posted a screenshot. Of someone telling me, because I got a bunch of DMs from people telling me he's dating Jeff Lewis, so I screenshotted one of them, and then I posted it to my stories about him dating Jeff Lewis, and then I tagged him, and I was like, damn, well, Chef Stu, if you ever find yourself single, my DMs are open, and then, like, not even five minutes went by, and he saw it. And I was like, oh, my God, am I about to date like Chef Stewart? Like, did I just steal Jeff Lewis's boyfriend? Am I about to be in like beef with Jeff Lewis because I stole his boyfriend? And why are you so obsessed with me? And like, we're going to fight in the streets. Like, what's going to happen? And so, you know, I was like, is this really going to pay off? Was like my very bold and semi-desperate move about to pay off and land me this hot Irish chef as a boyfriend. And then he left me on red and gave me like no acknowledgement, like literally none zero acknowledgement none how many f's did he give none not one so the moral of the story for you guys you know as we're going into the holiday season you know and this and jesus is the reason for the season the moral of this story you guys is don't take a chance on love like just don't that's why i'm single I'm off all the dating apps, but clearly here I am hoping that just some hot Irish chef that loves housewives will secretly fall in love with me after I declare my interest for him on Instagram. So I just wanted, in case anybody was wondering, love does not win, love loses, hashtag, and that is the hashtag for the season, love loses, okay? And I'm single, and I went to bed with my tail between my legs, (sighs) and listen... Chef's too, must be missing out because it's a very long tail. Okay, let's get into house. Let's get into some 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 fun stuff. Let's talk Housewives of Potomac. Should we recap Potomac? We got a lot of stuff. We're going to talk about Todd and Julie again. The Chrisleys are back in the news. They're about to lose custody of their their granddaughter. Randall Emmett is calling out his exes. Josh Flagg is dragging his ex Bobby. So let's see. What do we let's let's start with Potomac. That's kind of fun, right? So we have this week's episode of Real as of Potomac. Watched it this morning um, because I go to bed early and I literally went to bed at 8:30 last night. So yeah, I did not watch it live, but I watched it this morning with some coffee and some sprinkle cookies. And we open up with Mia, and she is hosting Karen's not birthday party, birthday party. And we all went around. We go to dinner. And in the backyard, and we don't know where Mia's at because we're at this white dinner. And Mia is the only person that's not wearing all white because she's wearing white with florals, right? It's some bright red florals because she's like, I'm the boss bitch. I, you know, I'm the queen of the house. And you're fired and you're kicked out. And bye, Wendy. And so we're all sitting at the table and we're all having a good laugh at, at Karen and her wig and her lips and her tongue and everything about Karen. We're just laughing all about her. And then Mia, her representative, decides she's going to try and check Candace, right? But Candace is like, "Uh uh-uh, these hoes ain't loyal. And then Dr. Wendy, meanwhile, is off on her own vacation, like, on an island alone. She's, like, in the Galapagos. She's on Gilligan's Island. Nobody really knows where she's at, but shes we just know she's very much alone. And why? Like, she's waiting for somebody to give her an invite. Go home. I don't know. Do something with your time, Wedi. She's literally, every time we see her, she's just like on her phone, doing nothing, hanging out in a hotel room. Like she's, you know, lost. But then we go paddling on a yacht, right? And it's not really a yacht. It's more of a booze cruise. And we're really disappointed because booze cruises are cheap and they give you hangovers. And a yacht, we want to be lit like Erica was in Mexico, right? But that's not what the vibe was. We were literally on a booze cruise, and it was no F-U-N. Like, there was no F-U-N happening at all. And for people that don't know what F-U-N is, F-U-N means fun. Because I say F-U-N all the time, and then people are like, what? F-U? Who are you saying F-U to? F-U-N, guys. Learn how to spell. Okay? Keep up. Anyway. Meanwhile, we have Mia and Karen, and they're out riding Lambos. But Mia's sharing more than her rides because she's sharing her men, and she's sharing her men with Jacqueline. And Jacqueline and her, like, had a man together. And I don't know if it was, like, sister wives or wife swap or what, but they were doing all sorts of—he was swapping all sorts of coochie, And who knows? Maybe there was more coochie. Maybe it was just their two coochies. We don't know how many coochies were at play, but we know at least one of them were. But listen, we know that some of these husbands, they like stacks of of coochies. So— if Jacqueline, if things don't work out for her in Potomac, she can always go to Orange County and find herself some Noella, and they can just stack it all together and be like, "Okay, G, come and get it." Even though it wasn't G, it was an X, and I think we're gonna find out about G later on in the season. But then we have Dr. Wendy, and Dr. Wendy decides that she's gonna trash. Sorry, she's gonna crash the dinner and apologize to herself because Mia's like, she's not talking to me. So whoever. Dr. Wendy was issuing her apology to it was definitely not Mia, even though it felt like she was directing it at Mia. But Mia's like, nope, not today. Not today, doctor. And then Robin pops out and she's like, I got a speaker and I'm ready to drop a beat. And everyone's like, "Ooh, what's she going to drop? She's a little DJ today, right? Well, it happens to be Candace's latest single. And Candace's latest single is called These Hoes Ain't Loyal, which is when Ashley decides that she's going to tell Karen that she... Doesn't keep her legs close to other men, not married men, but at least other men, because Candace says she's the one that's not loyal because she's out here in the streets going to restaurants with other men and stuff. And Karen's like, I don't go to restaurants with other men and stuff. She's like, other men want to take pictures of me. Why are you so obsessed with me? I got fans. And Candace is like, I didn't say that. Ashley's a liar. And then Karen storms off, lightning and all, and it's thunder, and it's raining on Giselle, and her neck is melting, and then we go to the club. And everyone's getting along, and everyone's having a good time, and then all of a sudden, we wrap the club, and we're finally coming home, and then another storm hits. And then the ladies are like, well, this is not Beverly Hills, and we're getting everything on camera. Pixelated and all, we are always iPhones rolling. And it was good. I was not mad at it. I was very much here for it. I thought that it was a great episode. I thought that they all brought it, and I cannot wait to see this Karen versus Sharice showdown that's coming up later in the season because then we got the mid-season trailer. Great. Good all around. I would say a solid 9.5 out of 10. I don't even know what would have made it a 10 out of 10. I just know it was great. I loved it. Chef's kiss perfection. I'm glad that Mia decided to host the birthday party for Karen. Kern because I thought it was a little petty of her to be like no we're not going to host your birthday party even though it's your birthday and if you're going to be drama then I'm going to be drama and you're not going to have a party today and Karen was like all right that's fine I had a little candle at lunch with Candace and Ashley and I'm good and then I did think it was a little messy of Ashley to secretly invite Dr. Wendy to the dinner that everybody was at towards the end of the episode but at least like my thing is bring it up at the table right Have everyone vote on it. Have everyone make a decision. I get, like, Ashley's point about, you know, Dr. Wendy being left out and she came on a girl's trip and she's not hanging out with all the girls. Like, I get that, but it's also not Ashley's trip to make an executive decision like that. And it's not just about how Ashley feels about the situation. If it's a group trip, then I think the group as a whole needs to feel comfortable and they need to be cool with that. And I actually think that majority may have ruled in favor of bringing Dr. Wendy, right? Or I think it just made would have made it awkward for everybody. Well, let's see. I think Karen, Ashley, and Candace would have definitely invited to bring Dr. Wendy, which leaves Mia, Mia's mouthpiece, Jacqueline, um, Giselle, and Robin. So maybe they would have been outvoted, and maybe that's why Ashley didn't bring it up. Well, then you also have... What is it? Char-tru- Charisse. She, she's there. I mean, she takes a vote, too. But she didn't seem to be very happy with Ashley inviting Dr. Wendy. And I just thought, like, listen, mm, it was kind of a little shady to, like, walk away from the table and be like, yo, Wendy, come down. And then Wendy comes down. And Wendy got ready very fast, mind you. Like, how is it? I, I get it. She's close. But how is it like Dr. Wendy just did full glam and then all of a sudden, surprise, I'm here. Like, something about that felt a little strategic. Like, we were ready for this moment, Right. Whatever. I also feel kind of awkward about it because it's also like Wendy chose to leave the group. Like I get it. It's a group trip. But she chose to to disengage from this, the situation and disengage from the group. Not just the situation, but the group overall. And listen, I understand why she left. And I probably would have done the same thing. But she did electively choose to leave. So I think when you leave the group, you can't then have an expectation to always be included with the group because you left the group. So... I also think Mia should have just dropped in and been like, listen, I already invited you here. I may not be cool with you. Let's have a conversation in the morning. Let's try to work this out. At least have the other girls help us try to work this out or something, anything. I just think they're both. I think Mia is definitely wrong, but I'm also like, but Wendy can't have an expectation to still be included when she left the group. Drag me. I don't care. Now, when it comes to Candace. I get it. I've had my own like messy Litty City Instagram lives and people live for them. But I mean, I get calling them disloyal and I get calling them fake ass bitches. I get it. But like, how real are you when you're literally at that table smiling in their faces when you posted this shit online? And I get it. She's like, well, I would say it to your face anyway. And blah, blah, blah. And like, I get it. I love Candace really enjoying her this season, but I'm kind of just like, you're literally doing the same thing that you're accusing them of doing. So, yeah, I think you should have been called out for what you said. At some point, we were going to have to address it. But Robin playing it on the speaker, that was a total setup. I agree with Candace. That was a total setup that was meant to be an ambush. And listen, I was low-key living for it because, like, it was... It was kind of great. She like brought out her her boombox and she's like, listen up, y'all, because this is it. I think Candace is a shady bitch. Great episode overall. Great season so far. Living for it. I don't think it's dark at all, but I didn't think Beverly Hills was dark. I think it's I think it's a good season. Karen is really starting to get rattled and I'm kind of enjoying rattled Karen. I think this is fun. I love all of them. They're all great. But, yeah, I would definitely give this episode 9.5 out of 10. Mia is definitely at the bottom of my – well, actually, no. Sharice is at the bottom. Like, I don't I don't get – she always just looks tired. She, like, she always looks like she's – like, when you – you know when you're walking down a hallway with somebody and you just hear, like, because they don't pick up their feet when they walk? That is how, like, I imagine Sharice. Like, she just moves at a very slow pace – She just like (sighs) breathes kind of heavy. Like she just has that like I'm tired and I'm over it energy and vibe. That's the vibe that I get from Sharice. She's tired. She's sick and tired of being sick and tired and nobody knows what she is sick and tired of. So I would say Charisse is probably at the bottom of the, of the list. And then Mia. Mia's right there with her because I'm just like, Mia, you're doing the most and you're trying to be too much. And I liked you. And I was kind of like, ooh, she threw a drink on her. She's doing her duty as a housewife. But now I'm kind of just like, oh, my God, Mia, enough. I'm over it. Doing the most. Okay. I would say at the top of the list, I mean, I enjoy Candace. I think Candace is always fun. I love that she's always coming for Giselle's neck. I think that great. It's funny, and I love that the shady editors are always just, like, showing the worst, most unflattering angles of Giselle's neck. And it's just, listen, comic relief. It's like the the comic relief that we're missing from Real Housewives of New York because we know Real Housewives of New York is over, and we're never getting it back ever. So thoroughly enjoying that. Side note, what happened to Luann and Sonya's um, spinoff show? Isn't that coming, like, in January? Don't, shouldn't we have, like, a trailer for that by now? Whatever whatever. Love in Potomac. I think it's great. Far sur- uh, far surpasses Salt Lake City. I think Salt Lake City is a little bit Okay, let's move on to the christlies Let's talk about Todd and Julie, because right now they're at risk of losing Chloe. So Chloe is Todd and Julie's 10-year-old granddaughter, okay? Their son, Kyle. Well, I, I guess it's technically Todd's son, because Kyle is Todd's kid from his previous marriage before Julie with his other hot, smoking hot wife. So their son, Kyle, lost custody of his daughter in 2016, back when he was struggling with his drug addiction. Uh, Not his mother. uh, Chloe's mother Angela, she also lost custody of Chloe in 2016. I think it was like a few months later after she got arrested for committing fraud. Apparently she like falsified some documents to get Medicaid and she got locked up, clink, clink. So Todd and Julie ended up getting full custody of Chloe, but now they're about to be thrown in the slammer as well. So their daughter, Savannah, remember, she was originally set to take custody of Chloe, but now Mama Angela is coming out, and she's like, nope, I got a right to fight for my daughter. and I want my daughter back now. So she posted a video that TMZ was circulating saying that Though the paperwork hasn't actually been filed yet, that she's in the process and she wants to reclaim custody of her daughter, Chloe. She said that the Christlies cut her out of Chloe's life and it's not fair for Savannah to take over custody. But I'm like, well, let's see. If Chloe's 10, then that means Chloe was born in 2012. Right. 2012. So then by 2016, Chloe was four at the time that she was taken away from her parents or not taken away. But at the time, both of her parents lost custody of her. So she was four years old when she came into the Chrisleys full time and they got to take over for her. I didn't watch Chrisley Knows Best. So if anybody wants to correct the record or clarify anything or add additional context in the comments, cool go for it. I'm just prefacing it by saying I'm going based off of what's been reported, not necessarily what I remember watching on the show because I never remembered watching the show because I didn't watch the show. Anyway, so that means 2016, 2017, 2018, 2019, 2020, 2021, 2022. That's six years that Chloe has now been in the custody of Todd and Julie. Okay. We're now going into 2023. So it's six going on seven years. I don't, I guess I'm not a parent, and so I'm curious what you guys think about the situation. Like, does Angela have a right after six years to want to come back into Chloe's life? If she wanted to be a part of Chloe's life, didn't she f- shouldn't she have fought to try and be part of Chloe's life? Like I know it's a really complicated situation, and I know like when there's like struggles with drug addiction and you're fighting a family that has money, like I know that all of that sort of stuff can kind of make things a little trickier but it kind of just feels like Angela's looking at this opportunity to come back into her daughter's life more as a way to just kind of capitalize off of the unfortunate situation that Todd and Julie are going through unfortunately I mean I would understand the desire to want to be reunited with your daughter I just don't as far as I'm aware there hasn't been any active other attempts or efforts to try and make the situation better or to try to be part of her life. I just, I don't, I don't know how it all went down with them and Angela. So I don't know if they really did try to take her away from Angela or why they tried to take her away from Angela or whether or not they tried to keep Angela out of Chloe's life or why they would do that. I don't really know. I just find the timing of Angela wanting to come back into her life very suspicious. I find it also a little fishy that she posts a video on social media. It happens to end up on TMZ, and she hasn't actually filed any of the paperwork yet, but she's like, but I'm going to file it. Like, don't say you're going to file it. Like, file it and be like, I'm fighting for my daughter back. Here are all the ways that I can provide for my daughter. Here's why my daughter deserves to be with me. Also, she's claiming that the Medicaid thing was not true and that she's innocent because everybody's innocent, right? And so uh, I don't know, like that was also six years ago. Like, don't you think you would have tried to correct that narrative and not like there has to be more to the situation other than her just getting arrested and the Chrisleys just automatically were granted full custody of, of the granddaughter. There has to be more to the story that I feel like is not really out there. So, again, if you guys have thoughts or comments on this, weigh in below, because I'm very curious what your thoughts are. Let's talk about Randall Emmett. Let's talk about Randall Emmett, because he's talking about his baby mamas. So, Randall gave an interview to the U.S. Sun, where he claims that his exes are trying to steamroll him. But he's like, you know what? That's okay. Because if it's for the best interest in the kids, then for their lives, then fine. I will let them steamroll me. He said Here's his quote. I will always allow myself to be steamrolled in exchange for my children's safety and happiness. Let me be the joke of them if that's what they need. The jo- I mean, listen, it doesn't take a lot to make Randall Emmett the joke of anything. But if you remember back in October, his ex-wife Amber Childers, she filed a restraining order against him alleging verbal and emotional abuse that she claims happened during their eight-year marriage. That I also feel like is a little interesting. They've been broken up for several years. Why filed the restraining order now based off of verbal and emotional abuse that happened while you were married to him? You're no longer married to him. You're no, more, no longer living with him. Could he be a verbally and emotionally abusive? Oh, I'm sure he can. I'm sure he's a monster. I'm sure he's not that great of a dude. I'm pretty sure he's also the dude that, like, flexes his money and, like, threatens the way he took away land lala's gucci slides remember when he was like i'm taking these away from you he's that type of dude where he's gonna use his money to make him feel big right he has a tiny dick but he's gonna use other things to make it feel like he you know he got a dick extension and we all know we ain't buying it right he's lacking four inches and lacking a, a neck so i believe that he was probably awful to amber in their marriage we know that he also was cheating on amber with lala but I'm not surprised because apparently the restraining order ended up getting denied. The judge was like, No, you don't have grounds to do any of like you you have no case. Again, you're not living with him. It doesn't seem like there's much communication between Amber and Randall. If Lala's able to do this and they work through a third party app, then fine. I'm sure. Yeah, I just I don't know, a restraining order for verbal and emotional abuse, like that's physically restraining somebody from, I don't know. I just think it was it was interesting timing. I don't know why she decided now was the best time to do that. It kind of goes to his point because he clapped back when she filed that restraining order saying that it was just Amber and Lala trying to team up against him to try and beat him in the in the child custody cases that they were each trying to pursue He's now currently battling both of those custody cases. It seems like for now they have their schedule set, but he's still, they're both still actively fighting him with that. <sighs> I mean, I don't know. It just, it seems kind of messy. He also commented on Lala's split from Don Lopez. He says that he hopes that Lala finds love and hopes that Lala finds happiness. And I'm just like, listen, not today, neck, not today, chin, Not today, Randall, okay? You can't play the good guy all of a sudden. I'm all for second chances, but first you need to stop being a slob kebab and get your shit together, and then, you know, we'll consider it. We'll consider. Well, actually, like, listen, at this point, I don't even need to see Randall and his no neck on my TV screen anymore or on my Instagram anymore. Like, just be a dad, pay your child support, be fun when the kids are around, take care of them, do your J-O-B, be good. That's all I care about, right? He had two great women. He blew it with both of them. At least right now, amongst all three of them, the kids seem to be the priority. He has two kids with Amber and one an Ocean with Lala. So hopefully the kids will continue to take precedence. Hopefully they'll continue to be the priority and hopefully all their drama can kind of be minimized for the sake of the kids. But I'm definitely team Lala and team Amber on all of this. And I hope that, you know, they get what they want. But also, like, it doesn't seem like Randall's a bad dad. It seems like he's a bad guy to date. It seems like maybe he's a little shady in his business. But I don't think he's a bad father from what I've seen. So I think at least if the kids are the priority, then we can try to make it nice for the kids. And if he's providing for them financially. I know he was trying to take Amber to court at one point because he was trying to lower the child support that he was paying Amber for the kids. So I really don't know. Maybe he's not that great of a dad. But then again, that's the image that he's trying to put out there, right? He's trying to post on social media. Oh, I'm such a good dad. Look at me. I'm a great dad, blah, 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 So maybe... Maybe that's what he's, you know, doing with this interview with the son is trying to just craft the narrative and try to make himself look like a good guy because he's battling these women in court. And maybe he's not such a good guy after all. I guess time will tell. But rooting for Lala, rooting for Amber. Hopefully, you know, they get what they want at the end of the day. And hopefully the kids are taken care of and everything, you know, Everything is done within the best interest of the kids because they should always be the priority. Let's talk about Josh Flagg because he's opening up about his split from Bobby. Bobby. So in the million-dollar listing L.A. premiere, which I believe is is this week, right? So the— Million Dollar Listing is back and in the premiere, Josh Flagg is talking to Josh Altman and he's opening up about a split from Bobby and he's saying that initially he and Bobby agreed to a three-month separation where he moved into the Beverly Hills Hotel so that way they can have a little bit of space, right? Tom's house was broken into and he confronted the burglar and had to go have eye surgery and I sent my son over and he flipped his car over five times in the snow on his way home. Yeah, I'm under a lot of stress. So, under a lot of stress, Bobby or sorry, Josh decided to move into the Beverly Hills Hotel. He says that he was ultimately like so much happier at the Beverly Hills Hotel than he was at home with Bobby. He says that the second everything you do causes your partner to roll their eyes at you, it's going downhill from there. Sounds like Bobby was getting a little tired of him or a little annoyed with him in some type of way. Josh says that he was a total lightweight or sorry, Josh says that it was a total weight lifted off of his shoulders leaving Bobby he says that now he just feels relieved he said that he couldn't be himself in the relationship and it felt like he was constantly walking on eggshells around Bobby so it sounds like he's trying to pin all of this on Bobby but I feel like there has to be like a little bit more to the story like why did Bobby get annoyed with Josh I heard that they had an open relationship I heard that they would have you know Listen, and to each their own. I know plenty of gay guys that have open relationships. I know plenty of straight couples that have open relationships. And, like, it works for them. They have modern relationships that, you know, it works. If it works for you, cool. Cool. You know, as long as there's no secrecy, as long as you're not cheating, as long as you're not keeping things from each other and there are very clear boundaries and clear, I don't want to say rules, but just like levels of respect and, you know, we are respectful to our partner and we're open and honest and we have good, clear communication, then fine. I think an open relationship could work. I personally don't want to be in an open relationship. I personally have never been in an open relationship. I don't think I ever would. But I also know that relationships evolve and they change and the dynamics of them also evolve and change. I think if you jump into a relationship right away and you want it to be open right away, I don't like that idea, because then I feel like you're starting off on a bad foot, right? You're already setting yourself up to like not be fully committed to each other. And it's like if you don't want to be fully committed, then don't be fully committed. I understand if you've been together for like seven, eight, nine, ten years and you're like, okay, we need to spice things up. We need a little flavor in this vanilla ice cream. You know, let's add some some marshmallows. Let's add a few nuts. Let's throw in some pecans. Something, right? That I get, that I understand but somebody that doesn't want to be in a committed relationship and is solely dedicated towards being in an open relationship from day 1 that I think could be problematic especially if they're leading someone to believe that they can have something down the line that probably isn't the most realistic. And so I can see how possibly that's what Josh and Bobby, you know, that was the the understanding that they had that maybe we can have an open relationship now. But Josh was probably, you know, telling Bobby that there was an opportunity for them to maybe be more monogamous, maybe settle down at some point, right? At least, and this is my own speculation, this is my own theory of what I think happened based off of what I've heard about their relationship. So, like I said, I heard the relationship was open. I also heard that Bobby Bobby really did want to settle down, but Josh didn't. Bobby wanted a family. Bobby wanted to get married. Bobby wanted, you know, just a slower pace, like a more settled life. And I'm hearing that that Josh didn't want that. So who knows? Maybe Bobby was ready for a change in pace and Josh just wasn't ready to settle down. That would annoy me too. Um, I'm pretty sure it'd be annoying for both of them because obviously Bobby wants things that he knows he's not getting. And so there's kind of that delay. And I feel like Josh would probably then be like, well, I'm not ready to compromise. I'm not ready to settle down for those things, but maybe it could happen in the future. That's where I think it gets fucked up in relationships. It's like if you're leading someone to believe that something could happen, but if it's not genuine in your heart and that's not something you really want – then I think it is leading somebody on when you convince them that there's a possibility, you know? And then it's like at some point you guys are compromising, or not compromising, but at some point you guys are settling. It's one thing to compromise, it's another thing to settle, right? When you're settling in a relationship, you're doing something that really doesn't feel in alignment with your values, with what you want, with your goals, with your you know, core beliefs, with whatever. You're compromising something within yourself, trying to appease the other person right it's more of a sacrifice and it's a, it's not so much of a selfless sacrifice it's more of an obligatory self sacrifice and so i think that's where things become tricky and that's where things become problematic because then you become codependent and so it's not necessarily doing things i was having this conversation with somebody recently i can't remember who but they were asking me, they're like, well, a committed relationship, shouldn't there be some sort of codependency? And I'm like, no, I don't think that there should be a codependency. There needs to be a healthy level of commitment and a healthy level of compromise, um, And yeah, there does come elements of obligation sometimes, right? If you like want to go out with your friends and your partner never wants to go out because maybe you're just not somebody that goes out very often, but if that's a priority for your partner and you want to make them happy, then you're like, okay, fine, I'll fucking go out with your friends, you know, once a month. That's a compromise, right? But, you know, telling somebody we can have kids one day, if that's not something you really want and you're kind of pretty sure about that, or even if you're just not really sure I mean, because it it could be possible that Josh is very open with Bobby, and he's like, listen, I don't want kids. I don't think I want kids right now, but my mind could change in the future, but I'm just going to be very honest with where I'm at. And maybe Bobby wanted to believe that maybe at some point Josh's mind could change about kids in the future, right? That's a possibility. But then I think that's the fault on Bobby thinking that eventually Josh is going to change, especially considering Josh is the older one. And Josh has a lot more like I think the older you get, the more settled you become in your own ways and in your own lifestyle. And you're not willing to compromise as much. So I think it's tricky. Um, I also know that the public image that people project in their relationships isn't always what's the reality behind closed doors. So it's possible that there's probably a lot more to their relationship that we didn't see. Again, all of my opinion on all of this is based off of my of what I've heard about their relationship, not what I know about their relationship, but also what I know about relationships just in that sort of dynamic within the gay community, right? It's very common. I know many people who have open relationships, many of whom I'm I'm friends with or have been friends with or, you know, some people that it's worked out for them. And a lot of times it hasn't worked out for them. But again, I think that comes down to your level of commitment, your level of, of communication and all of those sorts of things. But I think once you start to compromise the things that you actually want to try to appease your partner because you're afraid of losing them, that I think is where the relationship is doomed. That is where I really believe that, like, you know, unfortunately, it's just, it's not going to work. Um, but I mean, listen, if you guys want to be open and have three ways and maybe have a sex party here and there, more power to you. Live it up, live life, enjoy it. But when somebody needs that and it becomes kind of habitual and that's all they want out of a relationship, then I think at that point it does become a little, um, It it may be smart for Bobby to try and disengage, right? But I think in this sense, it looks like Josh is trying to pin this all on Bobby and make it seem like Bobby was the the one that was difficult to be around. And I kind of feel like maybe it was a little bit of the other way around. I think Josh may have been the one that was a little difficult to be around. And I think Bobby was waiting for things that were never really going to come to fruition because Josh just didn't want those things. And listen, he's older, you know, not... Not to be ageist because some bitch on Twitter was like, you're ageist and don't be ageist because I made a joke about uh, Dana, Dana Banana from Salt Lake City, who I actually really like on the show. I'm enjoying watching Dana Banana. But she, somebody posted something and they're like, what would you change about the Salt Lake City cast for next season? And I said, I would dye Dana's gray hair. And I thought that that was funny. Okay, funny, laugh, ha ha, joke. But apparently that was an ageist joke. And it was sexist. It was sexist and ageist. And how dare I say that about somebody's white hairs? Like, you know what? Take a Xanax. So those is my thoughts about Josh and Bobby. Million dollar listing. Los Angeles is back. So be sure to catch the new season on Bravo. All right. Well, I think that's all I have for you guys. I'm hoping you guys get the wine. I'm hoping you guys make some sprinkle cookies because sprinkle cookies are really good. I shouldn't eat this while I'm recording because it's gonna be annoying again. But anyway, I'm gonna do it. Okay. Mm. Mm. mm 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 do not do it, girl. Don't do it. Oops. I did it. But anyway, I hope you guys stock up on the new no filter wines. Rose, white wine, both available. mm 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 both available right now at nofilterwine.com. I've linked it on Instagram, linked it in the Facebook group, linked it on YouTube. For members, I've linked it in the description below. So please go and support. I really, really appreciate it. I hope you guys had a wonderful, wonderful weekend. I hope you guys continue to have a wonderful, wonderful week. Get your holiday shopping done. Go get your fucking Christmas tree. Get the lights out of the garage. Start decorating. I'm really saying this to myself because I haven't done a damn thing. I haven't done any Christmas shopping. I haven't done any decorating. I haven't gotten a tree. Uh, I'm taking my grandpa to get his tree on Thursday. So, and then I'll help him decorate it. And I need to get all my Christmas decorations down and start decorating the apartment. But Oh wait, there's a tree right, look at. I have a blue and gold tree right there on my sink. That's a good start. And I launched a holiday wine collection. So that's a good start. It's the reason for the season. All I want for Christmas is you. Okay. Love you guys. You can give me a follow at Just Plain Zach to keep up with me personally. Follow the podcast for the latest reality TVT at No Fail To Zach on the Instagram. If you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, please leave me a nice five-star rating. I love the ratings. They're great. They make my heart so happy. And I think that's all I got for you guys. Head to NoFilterWine.com. Must be 21 or older to order the new No Filter Holiday Wines. All the regular wines are up there, too, so you can order those if you want. And, yeah, that's all I got for you. I love you. I appreciate you. Have a wonderful week. Book Club will be back on Tuesday. So stay tuned for that. All right. Love you, Mean it. Bye.